You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Good morning. Welcome to Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. I'm Kevin Pinkley. And as always, um, if you'd like to reach out to us in the future um, at Wealth Management Group, you could contact us at 832-375-0900. That's 832-375-0900. Today's topic is what is a trust and why a trust? And for today's purposes, what, what we're going to be talking about, that a tr- what is a trust and, and what's the benefits of a trust, is it's a document to transfer assets to someone that you care deeply about or an institution or organization that you care deeply about. And, you know, sometimes when people hear the term trust, um, a financial trust, that uh, they have this misconception that it's complicated or involved and there's a lot of moving pieces. And I guess you could create one of that nature, but it's not necessarily, and in most cases, it's not what people need. Now, there's other types of trust when someone settles an estate um, and their house is in there and their vehicle perhaps and property, but we're, we're talking about an asset, and an asset can be uh, a financial items on a financial statement. It can be uh, commercial property. It can be real estate. Um, but it conveys that ownership to someone at a future date. And the interesting thing about a trust is that um, you decide um, when it's created, how it works, and when it comes into place. Sometimes people will introduce a trust while they're still around and um, they want to see um, a person or persons or an institution that they care about benefit during their lifetime. I think what we find more common um, when we talk to people is that when we pass on, that these assets are conveyed to someone that we care deeply about or an organization that we care deeply about. And Um, So the short answer is, in most cases, nothing happens until we're no longer here. The good thing is that you have plenty of time to put thought into it of what is the trust there for, what's the main purpose of it, and when it comes into place. Now, um, usually you uh, reach out to people to help them uh, put together the trust, and we, we certainly could do that through our affiliations with our trust department, but the content of it, and again, I can't emphasize this enough, what it's intended for and how it works is up to you. So it's very flexible, and so we'll use a scenario of we have family that we want to um, 
leave our assets to, and uh, we're going to convey that to them when we're no longer here. And um, a lot of times people will have a situation where um, they just want to leave something outright to them um, when they pass on and it's in a will or maybe they're the beneficiary um, if it's an investment account. But what tends to happen is um, when we're no longer here, it then creates a bunch of variables that we no longer have control about. And the good thing about creating a trust and using it to pass on assets is we still are able to, uh, even when we're gone, to, to pass on assets that we have control over and that we are giving direction on how it should be used. Um, it doesn't put in um, roadblocks or complications when it's done right. What tends to happen is... Um, the way you have managed your life and business in the past, you can still have that conveyed uh, when you're no longer here, and it gives the person or organization that you choose to leave it to some guidance. And um, so, you know, once someone sits down with someone like ourselves in the trust departments that we work with, um, a document is produced, it has your wishes and goals in there, and in this situation, if it's to be left uh, when you're no longer here, um, once that document's created, then nothing happens. It sits uh, in a drawer or in a file uh, with your attorneys, copies of it. Um, so nothing happens, and um, there's no ongoing cost associated with it. So it's a document that was created that at some point in the future, uh, hopefully many years from now when we're no longer here, then it conveys the assets that we worked very hard to accumulate, and then it conveys them to the people that we care a lot about. Um, a lot of times we hear misconceptions of it's a complicated living document and there's updates, and I, I guess you could create that, but we're just talking about to transfer the assets and um, convey them to someone or an organization that we care a lot about. Um, one of the things that we hear is sometimes people will say, well, you know what, uh, that's something I want to do, uh, it makes sense, but we're going to do it later. And later, sometimes in a lot of people's cases is, I'll do it when I'm 85, I'll do it when I'm 90, and uh, because we don't need to do that yet. We don't need to create that document. Well, um, in some cases, and I think it's rare, that works out that um, maybe you're, you know something we don't, and you know the date that we're, you'll, you'll no longer be here. Um, but what, what tends to happen is as people age, then we tend to put more and more things aside, and the trust that we thought we were going to create, we never do. Um, or uh, as we age, sometimes the um, focus that we once had on important things, like a trust, and conveying our assets to someone or an entity gets put aside because we're dealing maybe with health issues physically and mentally. And in some cases, we don't get that opportunity to create it later. So, you know, maybe we hear someone that's in their 60s say, you know, I'm going to do this, but gosh, I got so many years to do it and I'll do it in my late 80s. Um, 
sometimes we don't get that opportunity, and I think it's a rare case that um, we have that opportunity to put it together um, much, much later. And in some cases, um, maybe we're not as clear thinking much, much later as we would be today. So uh, maybe your true goals and uh, thoughts aren't in that paperwork then, and it's kind of, I know I need to do something, and I'm going to put it together, but um, in most cases, you have plenty of time to do it, so put it together, be done with it, the document's done. I guess if you want to make modifications to it, you always could later, should your situation change, but it's just one item that you have to worry about less, and once it's done, then it's completed, and you know for sure that uh, your wishes are conveyed on paper, and then you can move on down the road. Now, um, what tends to happen is that, um, well, well, let me back up a little bit and talk about, I'm, I'm going to wait for, for later. Um, that, that's not an ideal time to do it um, when you know your, your days are numbered. So it, it needs to be done earlier, and um, you, you have much more benefits of when you can um, look at all the considerations and talk to the right people to, to put your wishes together on paper. Um, I, I just don't think it should be delayed. Um, and, um, you know, I just I can't emphasize enough we need to do it when we're clear thinking. Um, an, another one of the items that sometimes we hear is, well, that sounds good, but Frankly, I don't have anyone that I should leave uh, my assets to either, you know, personally or, or to an organization. And uh, I, I guess that could be the case. I, I think, you know, when we visit with people and ask a few questions and get a little background, I, I think we do find that there's someone or an institution that you care deeply about. And if, if there's not that person or organization which we have done this many times, uh, we take a field trip and we go to these different organizations that are there. Some of them you're familiar with, some of them you're not. But they provide a benefit, um, whether it's a charity hospital or some type of organization that benefits people. Um, I mean, they're doing the Lord's work. They, they truly are. And um, I think once you're introduced to these organizations that are out there and visit the staff and the people that they help, um, when we've done these, I'll call them tours, um, no one leaves with a dry eye. So if someone's truly in the situation of, I don't have someone to leave this to or an organization, uh, we can help with finding those because they're around, they really are, and um, some of them are literally right down the street. So um, I don't think that's an excuse, and sometimes people use that as an excuse. Um, and we have taken many people to, to organizations that they didn't know exist or they really didn't understand what they did and how they benefit people um, or other things. Um, I mean, some of them uh, benefit uh, animals. Some of them benefit the continuation of land resources. So... Um, you can tailor it to your goals and interests, but those organizations are there, and, and I really think that, you know, we could set 
the time aside to visit and, and find something that's, that's worthy moving forward. I think this is a good time to take a break, and we'll be back shortly with planning for when, financial guidance in life, and we'll continue the conversation with what's a trust and why a trust. Thank you very much. We'll be back in a moment. Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. We're back. This is Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. I'm Kevin Pinkley. Again, if you want to reach out to us at Wealth Management Group, you could always call us at 832-375-0900. That's 832-375-0900. Well, we're going to continue with what's a trust and why a trust. So... Um, if you listen to um, last month's show, the topic was how to find the right financial advisor. And since we're talking about trust, I, I wanted to mention something that's important. Usually there's um, people that assist in managing the trust and carrying out your wishes. And sometimes that's a trust department. And, you know, if you refer back to last month's topic, uh, how to find the right financial advisor, you need to find the right person to work with on your trust and the right trust department. And I, I don't think they're all the same. I don't think they're created equally. And in a lot of cases, uh, they leave something to be desired uh, if you find the wrong one. And, you know, some examples are that uh, experience uh, varies in the trust departments, uh, costs vary, and flexibility as far as what could be held within the trust. And what I mean by that is the investments that are in there. So they could be in investments that are on your IRA account, uh, your brokerage account, commercial property, uh, raw land, other, other different types of entities, and even more examples than that. But, but sometimes some trust departments are limited to what they can hold within those um, trusts and within that trust department. So it's a good idea 
to find an entity that is flexible as far as um, how they can work with the client and the type of assets that can be held uh, because sometimes they can't hold the assets that you have. Um, you, you know, another thing to look at is um, g- going back to costs. Um, I, I think it's a nominal cost associated with the trust and managing it. Uh, when clients come into our office, we can give them examples of exactly what the cost would be. But, you, you know, we've run into different instances where people have set up a trust um, or it's been in place for quite a while, and we find out that the, the, the costs associated with it within this particular company are just way, way out of bounds as far as cost. And sometimes they're two, three, four, five times the amount that is a reasonable and competitive amount. And, and the problem is that um, I, I don't know if the person that set it up really had a meeting with someone to explain the different possibilities are there, um, um, explain the different programs that are available, and explain how the costs truly work and maybe what someone on the other side of the street is offering. So in a lot of cases that uh, if someone didn't visit uh, with someone and ask the right questions uh, and they just went to the corner and saw someone sign up on the street, literally, that um, when the trust is put together, it's to convey to a loved one or an institution of your choice that there are assets there to help them in the future, however they see fit. And it's there for that person or entity, and in many cases, multiple, multiple generations. Well, uh, if we just went around the corner and found a trust department um, and really didn't understand how the fees and costs are associated with, well, in many cases, their uh, wishes can't be carried out for an extended period of time because the costs are eating up um, so much of the assets that are there. You know, and I've seen examples where someone's needs, whether it's an individual or an institution, um, whatever is coming out on an annual basis, the fees associated with that are three, four, five times the amount of what um, the benefit is going to that person. So um, it doesn't need to be that way, and uh, that's an extreme example, but it's, it's common uh, when we just um, find an entity. And, you know, sometimes it's um, literally around the corner, and, and th- that's not a good idea. So um, not all trust departments are equal, so, you know, spending a little time and visiting with different people to explain how they work and compare it to who, who's down the street I, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, one of the things that, um, I kind of wanted to switch gears and talk about why a trust and there's different reasons we do that. And we talked about it briefly, but the main reason is, um, you want control over who those assets go to and how they're used. And, and I don't mean like overwhelming control. I mean just like that there's guidelines of things that can happen and can't happen. And when those guidelines are in place, then it keeps a lot of these issues that we see coming up 
uh, where things get out of hand and it just doesn't work out later the way people thought they were when they're not inside these trusts. So you get to limit um, these variables that are there, and we're going to talk about these variables in a moment, but uh, you limit these unwanted variables that are there regardless of who you're leaving it to, because those variables are there if we're leaving it um, to a loved one or to an institution. And we're going to talk about some examples in a moment. But um, so control, and if, you know, we don't like to use that term, then guidance. I think guidance is a good idea that um, this was put together for a reason. Um, you've thought about it and, it, and it needs to benefit that person, persons or institutions for a long period of time. And you want to be able to be sure that uh, your wishes are carried out. And you put those on paper, and then it's done. Um, okay, so let's talk about guidance. Um, so we're going to have a frank conversation or a heart-to-heart about what tends to happen when we leave these assets, the example that I'll use is to loved ones, whether it's one person or, or 15. Um, what, what tends to happen is that if people are of the notion of, uh, I know these people, uh, or, okay, they're immediate family members, we raise them, um, we know uh, their character and their background, and we know that they will uh, proceed with this, these assets as we would like them to, and we don't put them within the structure of a trust, bad things tend to happen. And, and see, so you're not there to see it happen. And in many cases, just like in our office, we'll see examples of where things didn't work out because there were weren't guidelines there to control these variables that can influence the people that we care about. Um, And um, it's not so much that the person that you're leaving this to can't be trusted, but what we really see happen is they're influenced by people. They're influenced by people uh, maybe that would help manage their assets. They're influenced by another spouse or a loved one. So we'll talk about spouses. So, I mean, we've seen examples where uh, someone's wonderful spouse of 50 years or 60 years uh, influences them uh, when they have control of these assets and, and really, really bad situations happen. Or someone's children later, or we've had healthcare workers influence them. Um, it tends to take out those variables, and um, they can't uh, influence people and um, carry out situations that are contrary to our goals uh, with leaving someone these assets. And, um, you know, we've seen situations where it's a second spouse or a fifth spouse, or the person that we left these assets to um, maybe ages and becomes ill and they can be influenced during this situation. And I'm, I'm not trying to paint a picture of where, hey, it's an impossible situation, and uh, you can't um, cover every variable and possibility. What I'm trying to say is that when we set up the trust with your guidelines that earlier you put down on paper, all these situations that I mentioned, uh, they tend to go away. 
And especially when we're talking about having assets there for multiple generations, um, it, it's hard enough to have control over a current generation, but having it over generations maybe that we haven't even met yet is a challenge and, and just frankly doesn't work out when these assets aren't in a trust. And regardless of upbringing or education or background or work experience, those things happen to almost everyone. And, and I would say that um, when someone has certain goals that they're going to leave assets to someone and it's not within the confines of a trust, um, the reality is about nine times out of ten we see it not working out. And, and sometimes not working out is means it doesn't work out immediately or it doesn't work out on the installment plan, but uh, eventually it just doesn't work out. What we don't see is that when someone put together their goals and wishes in a trust and it's executed, then um, that works um, because it removes all those variables that are there. And, um, I mean, you can have, we'll use the example of children, you can have wonderful children, but to remove those outside influences that could and probably will be there uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, so we, we talked about um, leaving it to an individual. Um, sometimes someone will say, well, I'm, I'm going to leave these assets to an institution of my choice, whatever they are, whatever it is, uh, but I'm just going to leave it to them outright. Well, those same situations are there with an institution versus uh, as with individuals. So I think in a lot of cases, leaving it within the trust, you outline the guidelines, how it's used. Well, then we don't have um, the entities influencing our decisions later versus just giving them money outright. Um, sometimes the institution changes, the personnel changes. Um, we've seen examples where, uh, so here's a good example. Someone sets up a trust. They do it many decades before they're still here. And part of the trust is leaving assets to an institution of their choice. And now 10 years, 30 years later, they're like, my goodness, the institution has changed so much. Um, I'm going to update my trust and maybe remove them from them. Well, um, if you're just conveying money to them outright, um, whether you're here or not, then, then you don't get to make those changes and, and updates if you see fit. So um, I think it works for individuals as well as institutions. Um, the, the other thing is, um, if we're wanting to leave it to an institution, um, our suggestion is you always meet with those institutions. Regardless of how familiar you are with them, sit down with them, um, explain to them that you're going to leave assets to them. Possibly it would be within the confines of a trust. Sometimes those meetings go very well, and sometimes they don't. And sometimes you find out that this organization that you've been familiar with is not very friendly working with assets afterwards. So that's, that's something to consider, too. So just like you um, know the background of the individuals you're leaving your assets to, you need to be familiar with those organizations. And um, I'll give the example um, colleges or universities. Someone attended a university 50 years ago or even 10 years ago, and they're very familiar with it. Um, 
but yet, you, you know, they really haven't been on campus for the last five years or 10 years, and they haven't talked to the key people there. That's a good idea to do that. And if you're just leaving assets to that organization outright, you don't really get to make those changes uh, when you're no longer here. So uh, being familiar with those organizations is a good thing. Um, you can create the trust, and always, if you need to, you can make updates from time to time. Um, but again, that's just some of the flexibility that's in a trust versus leaving assets to um, someone or an individual outright. We're going to take a brief pause here for a moment, uh, and we'll be back uh, with uh, what's a trust and why a trust. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. We're back. This is Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. I'm Kevin Pinkley. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we're going to continue with what's a trust and why a trust. And if you'd like to at some date, you can always uh, contact us at Wealth Management Group at 832-375-0900. That's 832-375-0900. So we were talking about why a trust and leaving it to either individuals or organizations and um, one of the things that it helps you do is provide control and guidance when you're no longer here to the loved ones or institutions of your choice. And um, I'll add the word strings. So it adds strings that you continue to get make to can you, can you, excuse me, you get to continue to make some good decisions. And let's go back to individuals that we could be leaving this to. Um, I, I don't care what the background is. You, when you think of the most successful, well-rounded, clear-thinking person that you have uh, or that you're familiar with, and it may be a good idea to leave someone these assets outside of a trust, I can assure you we've seen that person either in my office or in another setting where these assets weren't conveyed to them in a trust, and, and it's a very bad situation because these outside influences that are there tend to happen. Um, I heard someone say one time, um, inheritance is not a transfer of wisdom, and I thought that was a pretty good line. And, and we're not trying to downgrade somebody, but um, sometimes their situation changes over time, 
and uh, it's there, the trust is there to convey your wishes, but it's always also there to protect the person that you're leaving it to. And in a lot of cases, uh, people get in a lot of trouble uh, when they're left assets without some guidance, uh, regardless of if they're 22 or 82. And uh, we've seen situations that aren't favorable of all ages. So um, it conveys your wishes and it also protects them. So when we're talking about protecting them, um, without going into the legal explanation that when the trust is set up and set up correctly, um, those assets are left to uh, the person or organization that you choose to leave it to. And those assets, when they're done correctly, they're sheltered from creditors, meaning uh, they're not, when it's handled correctly, they're not accessible during a divorce, a bankruptcy, um, there was an accident and someone's being sued, um, a business partner. So it protects those assets and that person or institution that you left it to. So there's lots of benefits of having the trust there. And as I said, once it's created, then it's just done and you, you don't have to worry about it. Um, I, I wanted to talk some more about some examples of things we've seen happen. So... Uh, and and, and I, I want to emphasize that um, the trust is the tool to keep these situations from happening, and when it's in place, we don't see these situations. Um, going back to people being taken advantage of, um, as we age, um, sometimes people want to have influence over us, and sometimes it's not always... Uh, beneficial to us. So it can be other family members. It can be people that were associated with in business. Um, I mean, I've seen where it's complete strangers that someone met in a coffee shop. So um, I, we've seen highly accomplished people that at some point are making decisions that they wouldn't have made in the past. And um, we don't see these situations where someone sets up a trust. Um examples of situations that we've seen where trust really work. And I'm not talking about leaving assets to someone so that they can live the life of Riley. And for the younger listeners, what I'm saying is, you know, these assets aren't being left to someone so they can sit on a beach with an umbrella and a drink and spend lots of money. They're there to take care of that person or institutions when things happen. And what I mean by when things happen is, I mean life. So um, we've seen many cases where a trust was set up um, for someone, for an individual that they care deeply about. And at age 62, they find out they have brain cancer. And uh, they have health insurance. They have uh, Medicare. But the type of surgery, life-saving surgery that they need is not covered or completely covered um, with their insurance. And they have to go to a world-class institution um, and have an operation and hopefully save their life. And um, in the case that I'm talking about, a trust was set up. It was in place for many years. Their parents had passed away. 
the assets weren't used because, frankly, they were being saved for a rainy day in another generation. Um, this client got the unfortunate news that there was brain cancer, and they had to have an operation very shortly or they weren't going to be here. And that is the situation where the person that created the trust really intended to use those funds. They were there to take care of somebody. And in this situation, it was a successful surgery. And now, decades later, that person is still around, still healthy, still able to enjoy their children, grandchildren, and pretty soon great-grandchildren. And um, that is really what it is set up for the trust. And um, if it wasn't conveyed to them in that way, I, I don't know if it would have been there. Um, and I don't know if they would be able to use it um, to frankly save their life and, and to be able to experience life in these future generations. So, you know, th this client said, you know, that's really what mom and dad set it up for. And it's unfortunate that I, I had this situation, but that's what it was really used for. We've had situations where um, trusts are set up and um, someone's children um, need help. Um, maybe when they're young, they're, they're not, I don't know the medical terms, but maybe they aren't developing along like we would expect them to, and they need help uh, to walk and talk. And their current situation, they don't have the assets to do that. And they've used the assets in the trust to get outside help and care for the child. And now many years later, with that help, uh, they were able to provide that. So, you know, again, I'm not talking about the situation where people are using these assets to buy boats and take trips. Uh, they're there for important things. And in many cases, when they're not in the confines of this trust, those assets aren't going to be there when they're needed. So I, I think sometimes people have a notion of, you know, I, I'm not leaving uh, these assets to someone or to an institution. They're doing fine. They don't need it. And we, we literally hear that word, they don't need it. Well, we're talking in the situation that they're in now. And what happens is years from now or decades from now, um, they do need it, and things happen that were unforeseen. So people say, we'll hear them say they don't need it, but what that person can't say is we don't know that they won't need it. And um, once it's set up, then it's done, and it's there if they need it. And if not, then hopefully it can be used for other generations. But, um, you know, we're not talking about that uh, someone literally is uh, just wasting these assets that you've worked so hard for. Uh, they're there to help take care of someone. Another example is um, I've seen couples that were uh, wonderful couples, um, and decades later something happens, and they can be 63 or they can be 83, and something happened and one of their spouses changed, um, and they've left them uh, through no fault of the other person, literally penniless, um, in situations where someone had the assets that they could convey to their adult children. Um, what I hear is, um, thank God mom and dad made this available to me um, because I, I don't have these assets. And the situation that I'm talking about is a very successful company, a couple 
if I could go into the details and explain how successful they were, you would be surprised. Um, I think they were good-hearted people, but something changed with one of those spouses, and this person uh, started a behavior that wasn't understandable and literally left the other spouse um, penniless. And in you know the situation I'm talking about, they had to decide between uh, do I have an apartment in a part of town that I really don't want to live in, or do I pay my Medicare? And um, this trust was there, and, and you know, that's what her folks uh, wanted it used for. So, you know, we're really not talking about um, people traveling the world. I guess you could use that if you wanted to, and there weren't issues. But in most cases, we see trust used and there to protect someone that when these situations happen. And if it doesn't happen to that generation, then it happens to other generations where someone needs care for an extended period of time, and it's there to, to help them. Um, well, with that, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back in a moment with why a trust and what's a trust. Thank you very much. Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. We're back. This is Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. I'm Kevin Pinkley. We're going to continue with what's a trust and why a trust. Uh, But before we do that, I wanted to mention if you'd like to reach out to us at Wealth Management Group, you could call us at 832-375-0900. That's 832-375-0900. Okay, so continuing with what's a trust and why a trust. Um, So if you've listened to the other shows for a little more than 20 years, I've been involved in the financial services industry. And um, let's just say that my understanding of what is a trust and why is a trust has changed over the years and why a trust is needed. I, I think before I was involved with conversations and seeing things work out successfully and saying things not work out, that I had this impression that people always made the correct decisions and wise decisions, and, and that's just not the case. And, and, and it's not that people are bad or they try to get themselves in this, these situations, But what tends to happen, as we mentioned earlier, there's outside influences or situations change that we just can't explain. The example I like to use, it's kind of like, hey, everybody's healthy and in good shape, but we're not in the doctor's office when someone says, hey, the doc says you need to work on this, you need to cut out this. So it's a different conversation. 
And, and really, we usually don't hear people talk about those intimate conversations that they have with their doctors, and we don't really hear the intimate conversations of, I conveyed these assets to a loved one or to an institution, and it didn't work out, and here's why. They might hint around, but they really don't go into the details. So when we've been in the room, we're familiar with these details, and they're all too common um, when a trust is not set up. So let's just say my understanding of it has changed over these 20-plus years. And I'll use an example that uh, we have children, and we think they're bright and they're smart and um, uh, they have great character and they will continue to be uh, helpful uh, people to their spouse when they have a spouse in the future and they're, uh, you know, loving children and, and they'll carry on with assets that we leave to them at a much later date and they'll continue to do the right thing. And I think that was my thought 20 years ago and that's still my thought. But when I've seen these outflight in influences and variables that are there that, that sometimes they have no control over, frankly, that just creating this document takes care of all those issues. And it's there, again, to convey your wishes, have a little control, but it's there to protect them as well. And um, um, so that's what we have in place for our children moving forward. Uh, again, not so they can have the life of Riley, but that it can be there when needed, as needed, and we don't have to worry about these outside outside influences that are there, and there'll probably be more unforeseen outside influences in the future that we're just not aware of. Um, I wanted to go back to institutions for a moment. So, um, well, institutions are individuals. People want to leave assets to people. And then sometimes people will go, you know what, um, I'm just going to create my own trust or um, I'm not going to work with a trust department or an advisor and uh, I'll have a trust or something like a trust and then I, I know someone that I really trust and I'll let them take care of it or a group of people. And, and we've seen that situation over the years. Um in that situation, you can have someone um, that's there that you trust, and, and maybe they deserve that trust. Um, but in that situation, there's not checks and balances. And what tends to happen after we ask a few questions, when someone's considering that, they realize there really are no checks and balances, like in a reputable trust company and an advisor that you're working with. So you came up with a situation that you thought was going to benefit you and either the people or institution that you choose to leave these assets to, but you may have really created more of a problem. So um, these checks and balances aren't there, which they are in a trust department, because there's a term that I'll use. They have a fiduciary responsibility. Um, and there's laws behind that and checks and balances versus uh there's someone that uh, I trust, and I'm going to have them oversee this process. Um, I don't really think that works out. And the other things that tends to happen is that person has an expiration date, so eventually they're not going to be here. So if this is to help uh, for someone or an institution for a very long period of time or for multiple generations, 
Um, the trust department is still going to be there. Um, that organization is still going to be there, and they can work with multiple generations if need to versus, you know, my uncle's a really good guy or my business person's a really good guy or my sister is going to help. Um, um, th- those situations uh, are rare, and they almost never happen. And the sad thing is that... Um, when they don't work out, you don't know they don't work out. So uh, you left this world thinking everything was in order, and then really sad things happened. And then sometimes, if these assets are conveyed when you're still here, well, then you do see that they don't work out, and, and, and that's equally a, a bad situation. Um, briefly, I wanted to say, here's what it looks like when things are done correctly. So you walk into someone's office. It could be us at Wealth Management Group or someone else. You explain, um, here's our need, here's our goals, and that person with the trust department comes up with uh, an outline and a guidelines of how that would work, answers your questions, and then it's put in place. Um, and um, yes, the talk about finances are important and the paperwork is important, but what's really important is what goes into that paper. And you know, your wishes can go into that document and it can be as flexible or as involved as you see or or the opposite. So it really is your wishes on a piece of paper. And sometimes those documents are very brief and sometimes uh, they're long-winded and take numerous pages. But um, I, I just wanted to convey that the situations that I've mentioned and probably some that you've seen in your life where things don't work out, in most cases um, they are resolved uh, with the correct trust and working with the correct person and trust department. And then you just check that box and move on down the road, and you don't have to worry about it ever again. And it's just something that's done, and it's filed, and you don't have to worry about it. And you can rest assured that if something were happened unexpectedly to you, that it's taken care of and you're in good hands. And then the, the case that probably is what's going to happen is you are around for many, many years uh, and decades, and then at a much later date, these assets are conveyed. So um, the trust resolves most of that situation. And, you know, today's conversation is too brief to talk about the different types of trust that are there, but I'm, I'm just using the term trust as a way to transfer assets and there's different types of trust. And then when people come in our office, we help explain that situation um, and tailor the trust to their needs. Um, and um, so it's not that complicated. It's not that involved. You just need to find the right person again. Um, wanted to thank you for joining us today at Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. And if you'd like to reach out to us at Wealth Management Group, you can. Um, the easiest way is you could call us at 832-375-0900, or you could go online. Uh, our website is mywealthmanagementgroup.com, or just give us a call and we'll set up a meeting, 832-375-0900. Wanted to thank you for your time today and listening, and we'll be back next month, the last Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m., And you can always go online to Lone Star Community Radio and see us there. Thank you very much.
Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing.